If you're looking for best practices for your bank or credit union, join us while we talk all things sales, marketing, and strategy for financial institutions. Let's make it happen with FIGRO Solutions. Hi there, I'm Meredith Olmstead, CEO and founder of FIGRO Solutions, and I am here with a guest speaker who's joining me. Stephanie Chadwick is the CEO and CEO. C well CEO and COO of Edge um, of Edge um, out in Portland. Stephanie, tell us a little bit about your agency and what you do for banks and credit unions. Hi everybody, um, Stephanie with Edge. I our company has been around for 22 years, and we've served credit unions and financial institutions since 2008. And so we've been on the forefront of doing a lot of different things for the first time, whether it was social media, um, responsive website design mobile apps, video projects, um, different things like that, multicultural marketing, lots of different avenues that we've kind of thrown ourselves into with financial institutions for the first time and then became pretty good at it. So we're still doing it today. (laughs) Awesome. Well, so Stephanie and I have connected. I'm in Pittsburgh. She's out in Oregon. And um, we were having this really interesting conversation just now about multicultural marketing and how we're both of our experiences working with banks and credit unions over the last couple of years and really seeing the push and the need for reaching some of these growing new populations in lots of markets all over the country. And so I was like, you know, Stephanie, let's hit record. Let's share this with our audience because I think there's a lot of takeaways here for marketers and really executives and even CEOs at banks and credit unions because this kind of an endeavor, these kinds of approaches have to come from the top all the way down to the bottom and they have to be done right. I mean, that was like the big takeaway that I think she and I were kind of getting to. That's not it's not easy. So it's yeah. not, it's not quick. It's not going to be a quick fix. So tell me something, Stephanie, when we're talking about wanting to put out like digital assets, content, websites, landing pages, emails to new populations, potentially populations that are not even English speaking as the first language. So maybe Spanish speaking populations, for example, because we know there's a big population of Spanish speakers growing in the United States right now. What is it that you're seeing like around websites? I know you said something that was really, really cool to me. You said, don't translate your content, transcreate your content and the digital experience yes. for these situ- for these populations in this, this kind of a campaign or an approach for banks and credit unions. So unpack that for me. Tell me what you mean by that. Absolutely. So when we think about translating, you think about just say, taking a script or taking a landing page and just pushing a button and going, okay, now it's in Spanish. But it is so much more than that. Really using the word transcreate means you are creating it again in a new way that really fits the culture and the audience while getting the same message across. It's not going to be word for word the same. So when I talk about writing a script for a Spanish speaking audience, which you would look at me and you go, why are you writing this script? I'm an empathetic marketer. I put myself in those shoes, but then I also reach out to the experts and I say, is this right? And so I wrote a script called La Familia and I was talking about culture and food and, and family in the script. When I talked with our Spanish speaking partners about it and they talked to me about transcreating it, they they use the word culture and they go foods, colors, flavors. That is how they got that feel across 
in the script. And it was a really beautiful thing. And I think one of the things to remember too, when you're thinking about using a different language is some languages take more than one word to replace another word. So in Spanish and English, I mean, I only took three years of Spanish in high school. So, I mean, I can ask, where's a beer? Can I get another beer? (laughs) And where's the bathroom? Those are the two things I know how to say in Spanish now. Um, and probably some really bad cuss words or something. But so when you're ta- when you're talking about Spanish and English, you know, it could take three words to replace an English word and get the same actual gotcha. word. But to get those feelings, you have to leave breathing room in that space. So transcreating is it's looking at the whole cultural feel, not just the words or not just a picture. Gotcha. There's a lot of detail there. Yeah. A lot of nuance. There's oh, the nuance. <laughs> formal versus informal. In those yes. kinds of languages, which we have in English too, but it's yes. not, but it can be. It's like we say, we might, if we say sir or madame, you know, like our, like you're on the East coast. So you, you have a little bit more of that older, like, um, like probably not where you live, but, you know, thinking about upper, upper East coast, you know, there's a little bit more right. fish New England. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, seriously, but for me, I live in the Pacific Northwest. You can wear Birkenstocks to meet with your attorney and nobody is like, what is wrong? Sure. With you? you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's different. So you got the usted, ustedes, you know, with Spanish, is this a formal, informal? Are we talking to a grandparent? Are we talking to kids? Yeah. That type of thing. And, and it's important, right, to get it right, because you're trying, just like you do in English, you're trying to project um, thought leadership, you know, <laughs> a, become a trusted financial advisor, oh, but man. also not be so incredibly formal that they feel like you're not approachable or that exactly. you're just trying to make money off of them, you know? So it is yeah. weird, right? In these, in these community, yeah, these community-based yeah. financial institutions really have to walk a very thin line. So they really need to be doing it authentically. And um, a lot of times these, these populations, which you also mentioned, can be somewhat unbanked. You know, they may mm-hmm. actually be living in cash economies a lot of the time. They may not even be yes. working with formal bank accounts when they're starting to consider doing, you know, setting up their first account with you, with a new institution or something along those lines. So it's important that, um, that you're able to kind of create content that they can understand that resonates with them, that feels trustworthy, but approachable, all mm-hmm. of that. Um, and I, I think, think that definitely, yes. I would say like the bank and unbanked thing, the unbanked thing is huge. If you want to build trust with someone who doesn't have a lot of reasons to trust or hasn't been given reasons to trust, give them what they need. And one of the things that a credit union we worked with did is they made it really easy for people to send money out of the country. Mm. And they had it all done in Spanish. I thought that was a really cool way to to meet people where they're at. Well, so they don't have to go to some of those higher yeah. interest or higher cost options. Exactly. You know, those those quickly payday lending kind of trans, <laughs> trans transfer options for them. And they can actually yeah. make those kinds of those kinds of payments or those kinds of, um, you know, tra- you know, where they're moving their money a little more yeah. seamlessly, just like we do. Yeah. Honestly, I like I to be able to move my money from one bank to another. Why should it be difficult? Even if you're, you know, going outside of a country line, you can make it a little easier. Why not? Um, so yes, really trying to be authentic in, if you want to have that positive impact and experience, you said something else about the CEO of the institution that you really did, um, a, mm-hmm. a, a really like kind of involved move to become more multi multiculturally um, oh, connected yeah. with these populations. Tell me a little bit more about that CEO and why that, yeah. that project you said took a longer time than maybe people <laughs> might've expected. 
I think that's probably one of the things is like, I understand if financial institutions are feeling a little timid, you know, dipping their toe in the water, because you want to do it right, you really shouldn't take shortcuts, and it's going to take longer than you think. And so with with this CEO, specifically, his wife is from Mexico, his um, mother or grandparent is from um, Spain, he speaks fluent Spanish, he looked at the big picture and saw this is what this is going to take. One of the cool things that this credit union did is they received a designation called Huevos Anzamos, which means together we stand. They're the only, they're the second credit union in the state of Oregon to actually, you know, get this designation. And it means, hey, we are taking this very seriously. They put a Spanish speaker on the board. They have um, held a huge parties, you know, with the group. They've sponsored the baseball team that is in Spanish. They've done these things. They've made sure that the website is translated. Um, but not just translated, transcreated. They mm-hmm. are doing creative in two different languages. But most importantly, before they started doing any of that, they made sure that they could support Spanish-speaking people in the branch, over the phone, on chat, whatever those things needed to be, because they knew if they put it out there, but then they couldn't actually help the people, what was the point? So that's one of the greatest things I think they've done is they have a lot of Spanish speaking people on their staff throughout the whole institution. That is such music to my ears. And this is how you and I got on this conversation because I got, I was sharing with you an experience that I had (laughs) talking with somebody a few weeks ago who was asking me about possibilities of being able to implement a live chat option with, with some kind of automatic translate feature that did not require a, a um, any kind of other language speaker at the other end of the chat. And I was like, that's not a thing. You, yeah. you don't, you, even if it was, I can't even imagine how much that would cost. And then I got off the phone and I scratched my head and I was like, wait a minute, did they just kind of imply to me that they wanted to serve this Spanish speaking population without hiring any Spanish speakers. And I got really upset about that, to be honest, because (laughs) what I said to myself and then what I said to my staff, my team is that, you know, when we, when it comes back up or if it came back up, we were going to very nicely, or maybe even not so nicely say, Hey, if you're interested in serving a, as a different language, you know, population, but you're not interested in employing anybody in that population that speaks that language, maybe you're not ready for this, this approach, because in my opinion, you should not be claiming or trying to serve a population you're not willing to employ. And that is just, it's kind of offensive. So I think it's really, really important to make sure that from an authentic authenticity standpoint, if you want to be pushing out into a new population, into a new area, into a new, um, you know, language speak, you know, new population of people who are speaking a different language, you have to bring those people in. You have to make them a part of your organization, authentically welcome them, hire them, and have them help you be real with those populations that. that you want to serve. And um, that's just and- a beautiful thing. I mean, that adds to everything in the environment of the institution itself. It just makes it a richer, more meaningful place to work. And the community, if you want to build the trust, trust and authenticity go together. And so you can't do one and not the other. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. We have a great client out in the Oklahoma area who is actually building out a whole brand to support their efforts with the Spanish speaking communities there. What a huge effort. 
Yeah. And they're, they're even opening a, a branch that is targeted and um, going to be completely staffed with Spanish speakers and all of these materials that are, that are really crafted to help meet the needs, the financial needs of that community. And I think it's, that's really what you want to, you want to see community-based financial institutions doing when they're trying to kind of serve those populations, do it authentically, do it, do it from mm-hmm. the heart, take your time, don't rush yes. into it and, yes. um, and make sure that the meaning is there and that you're, um, you're meeting people where they are. So awesome conversation. I love, I love what you all are doing out in Portland with, with multicultural marketing and with, you know, credit unions and banks out there in general. Um, hopefully Stephanie, maybe, uh, we can have another conversation like this in the future. Too. <laughs> so, but, um, so thank you so much for your time. This is super useful. Um, and if you all want to learn more about, um, marketing and sales for banks and credit unions, please visit us at figro.com. We have lots of other great resources there, podcasts, blogs, case studies, all those things. Um, so, but in the meantime, let's just all get out there and make it happen.